Welcome to Strategy Casters. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategy Casters, where we bring you conversations with investment managers you are not hearing elsewhere. Today is November 4, 2016. I'm Charlie Wright, and we're very pleased to welcome here Ryan Ballantyne, an owner of Reality Shares, headquartered in San Diego. He's with us here in the studio in beautiful central Orange County, California. Ryan, welcome to Strategy Casters. Thanks for having me, Charlie. So, Ryan, Reality Shares, you have received some awards that have been very distinguished. Let's see if I get them straight here. You received the award of the new ETF issuer of the year in 2014 by ETF.com, and your flagship ETF, Divi, D-I-V-Y, was named Most Innovative ETF in the Americas, given by Global ETF Awards. So, congratulations, Ryan. Thank you, Charlie. So your ETFs are focused on dividends, but they're focused on dividends in a unique way. They're not focused on a dividend history. You have a proprietary evaluation system that you call DivCon, and it's designed to measure the likelihood of a company's continuing or increasing their dividend. So you're not looking in the back to see who has paid in the past, but you are measuring who's most likely to continue paying and increase those dividends, correct? Correct. That's that's absolutely true. What the uh, major difference is, is DivCon is identif- uh, seeks to identify companies that are going to raise their dividend or potentially cut their dividend, whereas most of the other dividend growth strategies, funds, mutual funds, what have you, are rear view mirror looking. What that means is the companies just use, uh, they'll take a historic snapshot of companies, say, in the S&P that have grown their dividend maybe over the past 25 years, and all they'll do is reweight those companies based on their dividend footprint. What Reality Share seeks to do is identify companies most likely to grow their dividends in the future, whereas the other companies, that, that might be a great way to approach dividend growth investing based on, on history, but then you run into a year like 2008 where entire sectors are eliminating their dividends. And so, Ryan, uh, tell us, how did Reality Shares start? Yes, Reality Shares was started in 2014 by a financial advisor, and the the reason why the company was started was to bring institutional-style investment products to retail people, products that were not able to be delivered or created in a retail wrapper. They were only available to big hedge funds, big institutions. We saw a big opening and a big need to bring these style of investments or these asset classes to retail, like my parents and, and everybody out there listening. Tell us about DivCon. First of all, I want to say DEFCON, okay, because we've all seen the movie, and so, but, but it's DivCon. So tell us about what it is and how it works. Right. So DivCon stands for Dividend Condition. It was modeled similarly after the movie, uh, the movie that we're all talking about where they use DEFCON. That's a, that's a state of war readiness. So in DivCon, when you're a DivCon 5 company, you are, uh, think of that as five stars, very healthy. Everything is kind of, you know, green skies ahead, blue skies ahead. Whereas DivCon 1 is the opposite end of the spectrum. If you're a DivCon 1 stock, you know, kind of look out below. Things might not be looking so great in the future. Potential dividend cuts. So how do you measure that? How, how, how does somebody become a 5 versus a 1? Right. So we'll screen the entire S&P uh, 500 dividend-paying universe, which is about 420 names currently that pay a dividend. They will all get run through our DivCon model. This DivCon model is a 
seven-factor quantitative model that will analyze basically the, the company's health. So think about uh, its fundamentals, its earnings, its earnings growth, its free cash flow, its dividend expectations. All these seven factors get kind of thrown in through the model. The stock will get run through all these different factors and will be given a DivCon score. That DivCon score then determines kind of what bucket you fall into. You're either a DivCon 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 5 being the healthiest. If you're a DivCon 5 company, you have over a 95% chance of raising your dividend within the next 12 months. Based upon historical performance. Correct. So we we went back to 2001 to test that, and uh, it was accurate. So again, over 95% chance of raising your dividend over the next 12 months. There's also, more importantly, never been a dividend cut in those DivCon 5 stocks. We actually call them dividend leaders. So about how many uh, of the 420 dividend payers are in that top quantile of... Uh... Right. So really hard to, be, to, uh, to get that DivCon 5 score, if you think about it. The fact are very quantitative, qualitative measures. You don't just throw a DivCon 5 score at a company because you like it. It's really difficult to achieve that score. So out of the you know 420 names of the S&P dividend-paying companies, you would think of a DivCon 5 uh, basket to look like anywhere between 30 to 40 names. It's really hard to achieve that. Think about the three in the middle as the average, right? So five being good, three is kind of in the middle, and then, of course, you have the, the ones, which are bad. So over the 15 years that you've been measuring this, tell us, would the DivCon score been a productive indicator of dividend increases and of stock performance? Right, yeah, absolutely. So when we look back at the performance of these DivCon 5s, that actually said, wow, look how these basket of stocks performed versus the S&P. We had kind of an aha moment. Oh, well, wouldn't it be great if we just packaged up these stocks then as an ETF? for investors to be able to buy. So yes, there's been years, of course, of outperformance. If you think about what you're investing in when you're invest investing in these leaders, you're investing in the highest quality companies in the S&P out there and also the companies most in the best position to be able to raise that dividend. So dividend is a kind of a result, but what you're really investing in is these, these quality uh, companies that are just managing their business really well. When they manage a business really well, they have cash that they can pass on to investors. And that's what the DivCon 5, the leaders, really identifies. So I've been on uh, the website. Uh, give us the website for advisors where you can enter the information and get the DivCon score for uh, every S&P 500 company. Right. That's realitysharesadvisors.com. That's uh, A-D-V-I-S-O-R-S, realitysharesadvisors.com. Okay. And how can an advisor use Use that. Right. So, like I said, as we are, since we were created by a financial advisor, we were very cognizant to put as many tools on the website as possible for advisors to be able to spend some time on it and do their homework and do their research. We're very transparent on our websites. We'll show you our uh, methodologies and our white papers behind all our products. But in terms of the tools, we'll allow advisors to actually go in and, and type in single stocks, so ticker symbols, to get their DivCon 5 scores. You can also get the, the history looking backwards at where that score used to be and where it's trending and where it has trended over time. So you're using DivCon as the measuring device to forecast who is likely to increase their dividends in the future. 
That's correct. And then how do you take that information and use it in a productive fashion in an ETF? Right. So we'll, we'll use the DIVCON system to actually identify the dividend growers. Now, if we all know that in the S&P 500, looking back historically, dividend growers outperform dividend cutters. That's a well-known Ned Davis research. He went back to 1972 to perform the study. And dividend growers clearly outperform companies that don't grow their dividend, don't initiate a dividend, as well as way outperform companies that cut their dividends. And so what you end up with is if you want to be in that column there of the dividend growers, how do you identify the dividend growers has always been the problem that other issuers haven't been able to successfully address. They just say, these companies have all grown a dividend over the last X amount of years, so we're going to put them in our index and create an ETF. DivCon will filter out all that. It'll say, just because you pay a dividend doesn't mean you're a great invest, you know, investment. So what DivCon will do, it'll identify the cream of the crop and then all the way down to the the worst of the crop, if you will. Okay, so uh, hold that right there, Ryan. We need to take a short break. Again, we're talking with Ryan Valentine, an owner of Reality Shares out of San Diego, California. You're listening to Strategy Casters, and we'll be right back. Many of you might not realize that more than 50% of the S&P 500's total return since 1930 comes from dividends. That's right, more than 50% from dividends. The Reality Shares Leaders Dividend ETF, ticker LEAD, invests in high-quality U.S. large-cap companies with the highest probability of increasing their dividends in the near term as determined by the Reality Shares DivCom proprietary system. It's a dividend health rating system. So invest in the Reality Shares DivCom Leaders Dividend ETF, ticker LEAD, to harness the potential long-term power of dividend growth investing. And remember, investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of reality shares before investing. This and other important information can be found in the prospectus, which can be found on the website, realityshares.com. That's realityshares.com. And please read carefully before investing. LEAD is distributed by Alps Distributors, Inc. Hello and welcome back to Strategy Casters. I'm Charlie Wright, and we're talking again with Ryan Ballantyne, an owner of Reality Shares out of San Diego, California. So, Ryan, we're talking about the four ETFs that Reality Shares has, all focused on dividends, dividend investing, buying companies that are paying dividends and expected to pay and increase dividends in the future. And we're going to be talking about investing just in those dividends. So your entire focus is all about dividends. Right. Think about us as the dividend growth firm. So what we have is a series of four dividend growth ETFs, all with different flavors, if you will. So we can go to an advisor now and say, Mr. and Mrs. Advisor, here's a suite of four dividend growth ETFs, all with various levels of market exposure. Okay, Ryan, but let me ask you a question before we get to those. Sure. Okay, we live in an era, okay, where international markets are really struggling. China, 
Japan, certainly the emerging markets with the oil prices as they are, and Europe with negative interest rates, etc. And so many of those Fortune 500 companies, especially the bigger ones paying dividends, are international companies. The United States is barely growing at 2%, not expected to increase over that in the future. Do we really see dividends growing in the future? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, historically, dividends grow around 6 to 6.5% every year in the S&P. And the beautiful thing, in addition to that dividend growth, they do it with about a third of the volatility of the S&P itself. Okay, let's go back to 2008 and the financial meltdown. What happened then? Right, so uh, the market was down you know, 45% calendar year. Dividends did take a hit in 2008. Dividends of the S&P were down about 17%. But if you think about why they were down in in 2008, you had an entire sector, the financial sector, not just cutting their dividends, but actually eliminating them. So you had an entire sector of the financials at the time, which was about 30% of the overall contribution to the S&P, just the dividends went away. So that, that was a big impact. And if you think about if we ever get kind of a disaster du jour scenario again like that, if you look at the way the S&P is now, it's more uh, diverse. So you have not more diverse, but more uh, not not as concentrated. So the financials, for instance, are about 10 or 11% of the entire sector. Energy, same thing, 10 or 11%. There's no sector that has a 30% weighting in the S&P. So if you ever see an entire sector's dividend cuts go away, it's a little more maintainable or manageable. So a 2008 scenario, you can't say will never happen again. But in terms of uh, the impact of dividends, it should not really ever be as severe as it was in 08. Okay, so let's take a couple of examples. Give us one or two companies that are DivCon 5 ratings, okay? And tell us in a bad economy, uh, well, in a slow economy in the U.S. and a bad economy throughout the world, emerging markets included, why would they be able to continue their dividends, and certainly why would they increase their dividends? Right. Think about uh, the DivCon 5s as quality names, store, stores that you actually drive past a lot. The DivCon 5 stock currently is Starbucks as, w- as well as Nike. So the reason why they're DivCon 5 stocks is not that they're immune to slowdowns in the business. It's how they manage that business and how they manage their cash flow. Companies uh, like Starbucks and Nike position themselves for slowdowns all the time. That's when they pull in the reins in other areas of where they spend their money. However, really hesitant to cut that dividend. You know, if a company like Starbucks or Nike was to cut their dividend, that would sound, send a very you know negative signal to the market and to the company itself. So the companies that can afford to pay a dividend are, and are continuing to manage that business soundly are the ones who are going to grow that dividend. And that's what the DivCon 5, those DivCon leader stocks, are going are gonna to flush out from the rest of the market. So, Ryan, uh, you have four ETFs. Let's focus on, on those just very briefly. Three of them are long ETFs. One of them is long, one of them is long short, and one of them is tactical. Correct. And so they are based upon the DivCon ratings, correct? Right. So what we wanted to do at Reality Shares was say, in addition to be able to in addition to being able to go long to the dividend growers, what about those DivCon ones, those companies who scored very low, instead of just avoiding them? What about going outright and shorting them? So we created a hedged uh, long short that's going to go long the dividend growers and then short the dividend cutters, but it's going to do it on a ratio where you're net-net long still. So you still 
This is called defend. De- defend or DFND is the symbol. So you're going to be long the dividend growers and short the dividend cutters, and you really just have a nice hedge on for when the market starts to act volatile or choppy and starts to roll over. And then you've got one that's long, and then you've got one that moves tactically. But let's focus on that fourth one that is very unique, the one that you've named Divi, D-I-V-Y. Now, it invests only in the dividend, correct? Correct. So Divi is really our our flagship ETF. It was the ETF that we launched the company to create. And what Divi does is um, it really gives the retail investor, you know, people like us, access to it to an asset class we previously weren't able to invest in unless we were a big hedge fund, a big institution, a big bank. And by that, I mean in being able to invest directly in the growth rate of the dividends of the S&P, well, not now, the stock price. I, I don't fully follow that because I didn't know that that was even possible. So somebody can invest in the dividend itself, and then when the dividend grows next quarter, let's say the dividend grows 1.5% next quarter, then the value of that investment in that position is going to grow by 1.5%, and we don't own that position? Correct. Think about, uh, I, I like to break it down into a single stock level. So think about Apple. Apple, call it a $100 stock, pays a $10 dividend. If Apple raises their dividend from 10 to 11 tonight, this ETF in this example would seek to track that 10% growth in this example, regardless of Apple stock dropping by a dollar or whatever that div- you know that announcement for the dividend is. All the time in the news, you see these news events that shock companies that move the market up 5%, down 10%. You know, in reality, Apple isn't going to cut their dividend if uh, someone drops bombs on Syria or or because of an election result. Apple's going to grow or cut that dividend depending on its underlying fundamentals. So what Divi does, it says, we actually have a shirt in our office that we, we hand out to people. It says, Divi don't care. What we mean by that is Divi doesn't care what the market does today. It really only cares what that dividend is doing. So in this Apple example, it would capture the growth of that dividend, say, from 10 to 11. It doesn't matter what the stock price did. We're going to remove all the stock price noise from the equation and just focus on the dividends. So Divi is able to do that. How is it that I have never heard about that before? I mean, are big institutions been able to do that for some time? Yeah, this is exactly comes down to the reason why we started the company. So our co-founder and CEO was a retail advisor, and he knew about these products on the desks uh, that were available to the big institutions and the hedge funds, but not available to his clients. And we really sought to close that gap and to be able to bring these institutional-style products down to the retail level. And it just so happens there's a dividend securities market. So in other words, think of the dividend as the asset itself, not as an income play, not a check you receive in the mail from owning AT&T, but really think about it as the capital appreciation of the asset. So the dividend going, say, in the S&P from 45 to 50, this vehicle, Divi, allows you to capture the growth of the dividend. So Ryan, every investment strategy has the market conditions that are going to cause it to perform well and the market conditions that are going to cause it to underperform. So what part of the market cycle would Divi outperform and what part of the market cycle would it underperform? Right, so think about um, 
you know, an extreme example here, if the S&P were to be up 30% one year, you're typically not going to see Divi be up by that much. And the reason is because dividends, they grow, but they don't grow gangbusters like that. They're kind of your slow and steady wins the race sort of investment. You know, the historical growth rate of dividends of the S&P is around 6% a year. So that's the case for Divi. So Divi really doesn't seem to care about the market going up or down. It just cares in that growth over dividend. Coincidentally, since uh, looking all the way back 45 years, there's been three years where dividends of the S&P have been negative. The 2000, 2001, and 2008, which we touched on earlier, three years. So that itself is the compelling reason to own this dividend security otherwise known as Divi. So does Divi invest in the entire S&P 500 company's dividends, or does it invest just in the, the DEVCON 5? So what Divi does, it allows you to, to track the growth rate of dividends of the entire S&P. So great example, there's 420 names that pay a dividend. So say Coca-Cola is in that, in that mix right now. If Coca-Cola grows their dividend by a dollar tonight, Divi will capture that. The beautiful part about Divi is the 80 that don't pay a dividend. Take Google. Currently, Google doesn't pay a dividend. But if they announced a dividend today, Divi would actually pick that up, right? So because the, the overall level of the dividends of the S&P would change by the amount of Google's dividend. So Google previously says is at zero and it announces a $10 dividend. Divi would benefit from that. Now think about a stock-based ETF from some of our competitors that have rules requiring companies pay a dividend, say, for 20, 25 years before it even makes their index. Google won't be in for years. Apple's most likely not even in a lot of these indexes. So Divi just says, all I care about is the level of the dividends of the S&P going up or going down. So Ryan, what is your recommendation to advisors and even investors of where Divi fits in in the allocation standpoint? Do you consider it an alternative investment? Is it market neutral? Where does it fit? So we would consider Divi an alternative just by nature of what the asset class is trying to deliver. So dividends as an asset class, completely different than stock price, completely different than fixed income. We would see Divi as a, in the alternative bucket, we see a lot of advisors actually pulling from their fixed income allocation to allocate towards Divi. And that's because you think about Divi as a risk reducer, right? So it's not going to move like the equity market. You know, right now, if you're an advisor and you're getting new money into your funds, where do I put this money? You're not maybe not that happy with the equity market, with valuations where they are, and you're certainly not convinced that putting money into the bond market is uh, is smart right now with rates potentially only going higher. That's why Divi is this perfect allocation essentially comes down to our phrase in the office, Divi don't care. I really, I don't care what the market's going to do. We just want to pick up that growth of the dividend. So uh, let me change the uh, subject a little bit here, Ryan. Uh, this has been very, very interesting, uh, even fascinating on what you guys have come up with. Let me get personal a little bit. Uh, you've got a very strong background, MBA. You have worked uh, on trade desks. You've been a manager. You've been on the investment side, working with institutions, etc. You obviously have lots of opportunity for employment and places where you could be working. Why are you with Reality Share? 
Yeah, I mean, it's a no-brainer why I'm with Reality Shares. It's the, it's the ingenuity. It's being able to offer products that aren't being offered at other firms. There was a gap in the marketplace for products that were available to you and me and our parents to be able to invest in. And when I saw these ideas from our co-founder and our CEO, what he wanted to get into this ETF wrapper, it was a no-brainer. A light bulb went off in my head. I was trading ETFs at the time for big hedge funds and institutions, and, and there was no products out there that were doing what we're doing at Reality Shares. I, I wouldn't have left my job to go to another Me Too shop to create ETFs. This was completely different, completely off the grid, off the radar screen for, for many, and we hope that our products help change the retail investing world. So, Ryan, last, uh, last major question here. Why would someone be foolish not to invest in or at least investigate your strategies? Yeah, I mean, most people uh, tend to follow the herd mentality, and just because there's products out there with a lot of money in them doesn't mean that they're great investments. So you really need to take a look at some of these uh, newer companies creating these products that are really designed for them. We didn't want to launch another SPY. So if you're only looking and your advisor is only talking into you into these uh, you know lower cost index based products that are going to give you essentially the S and P. In fact, with a, almost a, a one correlation to the S and P, 0.99 in a lot of these a lot of these uh, products, you really are doing yourself a disservice by not seeing all the options that you have as an investor now in a 40 act wrapper that you can now buy as an ETF that you can buy and sell like a stock. So you're really doing yourself a disservice if you're not paying attention to these new products. So, Ryan, give us your website here for everybody. Sure. It's uh, Reality Shares Advisors. We'll give you the website where you can uh, do a lot of homework. You can uh, enter tickers. There's a lot of tools on there. And then realityshares.com will give you uh, the information about the ETFs themselves. So, Ryan, final words for our listeners. There's a lot of product out there. There's a lot of sifting that advisors have to go through, and they don't have time to necessarily learn everything. But with a little bit of time devoted to some products that are out there, you can really set yourself aside from your competitors. You know, all the advisors out there, they need to separate themselves from the guy next door. If you can bring your clients something new and different and something that uh, that makes sense and is not just standard run-of-the-mill, you can really set yourself aside from your competitors, and you're doing your customers a great service. Ryan Valentine, no arguments on this side here. So thank you very much for uh, joining us today. We've appreciated it. It's been very interesting. Congratulations. You guys have created four ETFs that are definitely unique in the marketplace, bringing a focus to dividends and a way of measuring who can probably continue to pay and even increase their dividends that no one else has done. So thank you very much for being here today and sharing this with us. My pleasure, Charlie. We've been talking with Ryan Ballantyne with Reality Shares out of San Diego. You've been listening to Strategy Casters. I'm Charlie Wright, wishing everyone an enjoyable week and productive investing. You have been listening to Strategy Casters, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategycasters.com.